0: your spirit. this morning make it your prayer as we go to the Lord in prayer as brother Aaron spoke about his desire there in his homes Lydia's desire to have the Holy Spirit to sweep through the home I remember and was just reading yesterday where when brother Branham was in a meeting in and as he spoke the sermon used to be called Tower of Babel. But nevertheless, when the Holy Spirit came into the room, into the, the, room, into the auditorium like a wind, and flapped the coat of the prophet of God, Amen. may the Holy Spirit breathe today. May it speak to souls and lives and hearts of men and women. May it open our blinded eyes to the Word of God and to truth. Lord Jesus, as we bow before you today, we need you. There's never a time that we don't need you. And especially when we walk to this sacred desk and then have the purchase of your blood sitting before us and realizing our sacred responsibility to the Word and to to Christ, the anointing and the prayer, Lord, what a sacred responsibility that we all have. And I ask, Father, that we would fulfill that today as we come before your your presence. We come before your gates with singing. We come with worship. We come putting on the garments of praise. We've come, Lord, to share in your victory. Lord, we have come here today to honor you in every way. And I pray now, Father, in turn, you'll come down among us now. Everything is laid in order. The singing of those songs that went forth, the worship and the prayers have been prayed. Now, Father, as the word comes, may the spirit quicken it to our hearts, Lord, and you speak. We give this service to you and to your hands now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord today again. Amen. If you'll turn with me to Mark chapter 11, we'll read from the 22nd verse. Amen. Looking over the congregation and seeing each one of you here, we're just happy to have you with us. Amen. We have Brother G here today, all the way from Canada. God bless you. Brother Sam is home. Welcome home, Brother Sam. God bless you. Amen. I, I, I'm still looking around for Zachary. I guess he's still to come. All right. Mark 11 and verse 22. We'll read this together. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Then I would like to turn to John 15 and verse 7. We could read a lot more of this chapter, but we'll just read verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Yes. Amen. God bless you. you. can be seated. I'd like you also to turn over to Ezekiel 37. I'd like to read this again to you that we have been speaking about. This great valley of dry bones that came alive by the words of a prophet. Amen. So in Ezekiel 37, verse one, we're going to read a, quite a bit more of this um, and past where we've been reading down to about verse 10, and take in a few more verses this morning. But let's look at verse one. "The hand of the Lord was upon me. And carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry. And he said unto me son of man can these bones live? And I answered O Lord God thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came unto them, and they lived and stood upon their feet and became a, a, an exceeding great army. I'm going to be reading the next verse, but let me pause here for a moment. This is our day. Yeah. And we look at our natural counterpart, which is Israel. And um, they were just some years ago. In fact, they've just had the 70th uh, birthday of the nation. But before that, they were just ashes and bones. Yeah. But God gathered this ancient people from all nations, from the four directions, four winds of the earth, every corner of the globe. And today she stands as an exceeding great army. And they declare we will never, never stand by and let our people be destroyed again. We will never be taken off of this land ever again. And we, as a bride, we are also an exceeding great army. And we say that we will never, ever let the Holy Ghost be taken out of our meetings again. Amen. We will never, ever, ever be taken out of the promised land of this Bible. We are here to stay. Amen. We are here to see the Messiah. We will never, never, never let our full salvation be denied to our children or to our children's children. We will never allow the sick to lay and not declare God's healing virtue and that his power is still the same today. Amen. We are an exceeding great army rising up in this land of the Bible. Come is with me. All right. Now, so is verse 11, then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We're cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and will cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Now, not only that, but there is a, a the change and restoration promise for the dead in Christ as well. Amen. And, and notice here in this prophecy, it was a calling for them to come up out of the graves. Amen. Which is, of course, the end time ministry of the end time bride. So in verse 13, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I've opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, entire inheritance. And then ye shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Branham told us in the message why Christ speak and I want to share these comments with you before we go into the message and I I have a little bit of a a foundation I want to build because there's some important parts I want to get to and I want you today to really give me your undivided attention just lock in because I have some things that I want to say to you from the Lord But in Why Christ Speak, Brother Branham said, I think any man or woman, boy or girl, and I think in the the intellectual conception of what they think the word is and so forth, can never have a full foundation, stand, until they have met that light that brings that word to reality. Now, no matter how great a message that we have received, whether boy, girl, whatever, we receive the intellectual knowledge of that, but you cannot stand on just the intellectual knowledge of it. And Brother Branham was taking this from Moses, who was called and chosen as just a young boy and told about his purpose in life. But it could not happen until that became anointed within him. till he had his own experience with the pillar of fire, as we would say, our own experience with the Holy Ghost. Now, then he goes on about a church and he says, I think no church in its practice, no matter how intellectual and fundamental it might be, that church cannot thrive until the supernatural is made known among that people. And we're not talking about something that happened 50 years ago or us recounting some events that happened in the Bible. But we're talking about currently being made known. Amen. That God is an I am God, the ever-present God, amen, to us today. Now, so he said, I think no church in his practice, no matter how intellectual and fundamental it might be, that church cannot thrive until the supernatural is made known among that people and they see it, something they can talk to, that will talk back to them that vindicates this written word. Again, Brother Branham would say in the message, Here, who is God? Now, deity, now, deity with us, deity in us. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. Is that scripture? Yet ye shall see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Then Christ is in his church until there's no more world. Then if we can find where church Christ is working in his church, that's the church I want to be in. Amen. How many wants that kind of a church? I want to be in that kind of church too. Amen. Where Christ is working in his church. Well, we're not talking about a God of yesterday, but the present I am God. Now, um, you know, we just had an event that happened this week. An anniversary, actually, it was the third anniversary of of my wife Karen. When on August the tenth, two thousand fifteen, she woke up with a terrible headache, and uh, it was God's grace and mercy that spared her life by the spoken word, Amen. Amen. And we owe him so much to our Lord, and uh, you know, for and for the Book of Acts that He's writing among us today. You know, God not only healed her of a brain bleed that was as big as a saucer, but, and the doctor said it didn't look hopeful, but then he restored her eyesight. And then in Germany, you remember the story where Brother Ron Spencer called her out and, and to the aisle and prayed for her. And God finished what he started and healed her, the menopause, depression, and, and anxiety. And I just want to declare God is still God. Amen. 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 And she's still healed today. By the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Now, Ezekiel looked upon a valley full of dried bones. And this was a hopeless situation until the word of God was voiced. Amen. You know, he said, prophesy, son of man. Now, son of man literally means human or man of dust. So you see, he is saying, human being prophesy. He said, what in the world could a human being do if he would say words? How could that change anything? But you see, you've got something that's even greater than Ezekiel had. Because you have been born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And therefore you are indeed a son or daughter of God. Ezekiel was by predestination. But you are more than predestination. You are a son of God by birth. Amen. Amen. And so, again, they could not be born again in the Old Testament. Born again is a New Testament doctrine and a New Testament covenant benefit where you can be born a son or daughter of God. But son of man or man of death, speak the word. Now, I want you to know if it happened in a man, Ezekiel, who didn't even have the Holy Ghost, how about more, how it should happen more in those who have the Holy Ghost? Amen. Amen. The people who know their God and do exploits. Amen. Amen. Now, when he speaks the word, the word goes forth to begin to call God's people back to a homeland. Amen. And that, that word has went forth in our day. We heard a message that said, Come out of her, my people. Amen. Is that right? That happens in this Laodicean age under the Laodicean message. You want to write a reference? It's a Revelation 18, 4 where the voice of God screams out, well, come out of her, my people. Right. And I want you to know it's the very word of God that has brought you together. Right. The word being spoken by a prophet right. pulled you out of darkness right. into this marvelous light. Amen. The word going forth to call a people back to her homeland. Amen. But let me tell you, it's going to be even more than that. Amen. Th- that in this day, graves will open. Amen. There will be a resurrection. Amen. For we too have a word of the Lord that says, We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed Amen. in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to go back to Matthew 11, verse 24. We're going to be speaking this morning on the voice that raises the dead. A voice in the sin time. The voice that raises the dead. I believe God's got a voice in the sin time. I believe it's the voice of many waters. I believe it's the voice of God in a bride. And I believe we're part of that voice. Now, we are looking at some very impossible things because we're looking at some bones that some of them I don't know that they could be found or physically seen. Or maybe they're all disappeared into oblivion as it were. Not totally annihilated, but somewhere out there of the saints out of seven ages. And in many ways it's worse than these dry bones because sometimes we can't even say there's an intact bone left. But we have a word of the Lord that promises a resurrection in this last day. And and I want to declare to you again and bring it to the forefront of your thinking, it is not just something that has just been said and is a dream or a story or some mythical idea, but it is something that is very real. Just as you see Israel being gathered as those dry bones back to their promised land, we're going to see the dry bones of the dead in Christ arise. But in order to do it, there's got to be a voice. Now, the third pull of Brother Brandon's ministry was based on the scripture we're fixing to read. We read it at the initially, but I'm going to bring it to your forefront again for the sermon. Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain... Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he has said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. We have a mountain before us. We have something that is unmovable by man. We have something that is unconquerable by mere human beings. But we are told that, that human beings will speak a word and mountains will move. Amen. Now, then we go to the next verse. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Now, this is the word of God to you this morning. Now, Brother Branham often would talk about laying on of hands. How many has always heard him talk about laying on of hands, that it's really a Jewish tradition? And um, he went on to say that Gentile way of receiving things was by the spoken word, and that's Bible. There's several incidents in the Bible. Now, let me just say there's nothing wrong with laying on of hands. We believe it, we practice it, we, we do that even today, even though it's a tradition passed down from the Jews, it is still a promise or covenant given to us as believers. So, but it's just the Jewish way of receiving deliverance. And that is something has to be laid on. You know, a, a, a stick thrown into the water to cause the iron to float. Or, you know, something physical, uh, the laying of, of, of Elijah down on the, on the body of the boy in order for him to raise. You know, all, all of these different uh, incidences, it's, it's physical contact. And it's just the Jewish way of receiving deliverance. It's just the way they did it. But and Jesus said in Mark 16 that the believers would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So that that is something that is to believer, whether you're Jew or Gentile, isn't it? Amen. So but in but in Acts 8, we find the Holy Ghost was given by laying on of hands of the apostles, you know, to the Jews. But when it comes to the house of Cornelius. In Acts 10, it was while Peter spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that believed. That was Gentiles. Amen. It was also the same ministry of, of, you know, with the ministry of Jesus. He would go and often he would lay hands on the sick. He would put a spittle of clay on the eyes of a blind or he would anoint them or touch them or, or, or so on like that. But a Gentile the Roman centurion exhibited a greater faith in so much that Jesus exclaimed, I have not seen such great faith in all of Israel. Amen. You know, uh, again, we're, we're coming in a day of rapture in faith, of a people with great faith that will have the same ministry that Jesus Christ had. Are you with me? Amen. As Brother Branham said in Jesus Christ the same, about the centurion, just speak the word because what happened, now bear in mind that Roman knew every sickness and disease was subject to his word. Now if you can just realize the same, it's all over. When you can realize the same that every demon, every sickness, every disease, every affliction, is subject to the word of God. Just speak the word and my servant will get well. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. And you say, Well, Brother Tim, that was Jesus speaking the word. And sure, if Jesus said it, he's God. It's got to happen, right? But I'm just a mere human. I'm just a, I'm just a man of dust. I ain't nowhere near like Jesus. I'm nothing like him. Well, let me just share with you this from the church age book. Now, this word that is left behind on printed page is part of him when you accept it by faith into a spirit-filled life. He said his word is life. He goes on explaining that. And then he says he is spirit and he is life. That's exactly what the Word is. That's what Jesus is. He is the Word. Now, coming down to you. And when a Spirit-born, Spirit-filled man in faith takes the Word into his heart and places it upon his lips, while that is the same as deity speaking. Every mountain has to go. Satan cannot stand before that man. Hallelujah. I'm talking about men and women that the devil can't stand before. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about the third phase of Brother Branham's ministry. We could go into detail on it, but I don't have time for all of that. But the third pull, he would call it a Pull. And that was based on him going out in a vision, fishing, and he threw out in the deep. He made three pulls. And the third pull was to catch the rainbow trout. Wow. And, and so the third pull, though, we, we find he always felt like it, it, it would one day become a, um, a, great, um, a greater expression of another divine healing movement. But when it manifested, it manifested in doctrine, in the opening of the seven seals. Right? Amen. But uh, as it did, he said the first pull was prophesying. The second pull was the discerning of the heart. And, and, and then he said the third pull was the opening of the word, the revealing of those seven seals. But I want you to understand it was more than doctrine. Amen. Because the word is something more than an intellectual doctrine. The word has power in it. When it rolled off his lips the first time it was spoken said, Let there be, things began to happen. Atoms began to move. Things even that were invisible became visible. Come on, church. Amen. What was it? It was because it was because the word was released yes. from the mind of God, and when it's spoken, it can't be taken back. It cannot return into void. Amen. It must accomplish what He sent it to do. Now, so the third pull was manifested as more than doctrine. Now, we do appreciate the opening of the seven seals. Yeah, right. We do appreciate the revealing of the mysteries. And that was the third part or phase of Brother Brandon's ministry to do that. Amen. Isn't Michael Hanson walking around here? Let's watch him for a minute. When you get through watching him, you can listen to me again. <laughs> All right. Amen. Now, the third poll, as I, I'm bringing it back, I'm repeating myself, but the third poll was more than the doctrine. Although it certainly was the opening of those seven seals, the revealing of the mysteries. It was the power to speak. Now, the power to speak. And when when spoken, squirrels were created. Souls were saved. Storms were dispersed. Amen. Fish were resurrected. Tumors vanished without hands laid upon them by the voice of a man. That's what lays there in this word. God was showing you the power that lays in the truth that has been revealed. He was given witness of what this word can do. The word can go out amen and, and it can create squirrels if it can create squirrels it can create a new body amen come on if it can if it can there say, you know save a, a soul there it can save the soul of your children by the spoken word amen if it would disperse storms it can control storms in your life whatever it is Amen. And if it would resurrect the fish, how much more can it resurrect the dead in Christ? Amen. And it can heal, just with the word going forth. Words speaking by men of dust. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Words spoken. Now, so you see, it was a power. Can, can you still hear me? Amen. All right. So I'm still on. All right. Got a little thunderstorm. Got a little witness coming on. May it, may it do the same in here. Flash like lightning. Amen. May it come and water our thirsty souls. Amen. Thank God for the rain inside and out. Amen. But, uh, but again, I want to point out to you, God wants to be in your everyday life. Just like we heard Brother Aaron testify today. God wants to be in your everyday life. Amen. Did you ever think about the five incidences of the spoken word? None of them were a public show. None of them happened in church even. Amen. None of them happened before the public. They occurred while Brother Brandon was doing normal things. Amen. It was normal for him to go out squirrel hunting. Amen. And out while doing something normal. Squirrels were created out of nothing. Amen. Had it right. Just a gathering of friends in an old country home. Amen. Nothing seemingly out of the ordinary, but something extraordinary was happening. Are you with me? That's the way the rapture is going to be. It's going to be just another ordinary day where where supernatural things begin to happen. Hallelujah. Now, again, he was there in a home there, and Hattie Wright spoke up, said the right thing. It's always uh, improbable. You see, the right things, the right thing says, bring an atmosphere where God can move. Amen. And so Hattie Wright said, that's nothing but the truth. And God moved on the scene. But look, it wasn't a special meeting. Come on. It wasn't an anniversary meeting. It wasn't the dedication of Branham Tabernacle. It wasn't even the seals. It's in a little home. And there, two children, backslidden children, fell over because of the word of God and gave the heart to God. Amen. There again, speaking to a storm out hunting. Amen. Somebody with me? Yes. Just doing ordinary things, going, going down in the regular routine of preaching a meeting. Down at you uh, going to going to going to Brother Jack Moore's, and I think he was still at this time at his home in Jeffersonville. His wife has got a doctor's appointment. He's got to leave to go to a meeting, and he kneels down before a little a little um. Ottoman there kneels down on it, begins to say, God, you know, my little wife, you know her. She didn't mean to say the things she said that brought this upon her. Lord, forgive her and, and help me. I've done law, I've done buried one wife, Lord, and here she got this tumor, and they're saying it's going to be inoperable and all of these things. And we've we tried to wait and, and everything to. to till the after Christmas Lord will you intervene and just say what you say amen just speak the word and whatever you say that's the way it'll be amen just down in your home praying I'm talking about the word working on an ordinary day under ordinary situations amen and it caused a tumor to vanish. And man, look, he didn't have to be even present. He was 1,500 miles away. Sometimes you think, oh, it won't work. I'm not there. I can't lay hands on them. I can't, I can't embrace them. I can't. They're, they're 1,500 miles away. The Word knows no limitation. Amen. Amen. It can travel through the distance in a, in a blink of time. Go to a loved one that's lost. Go to a loved one that's sick. Hallelujah. It don't take a physical presence. You know, the other day we've been praying in all over across the globe probably. We've been praying for Brother Ken Boyer. And, and, and I know you heard his name called and he had... He had brain tumor, brain cancer. He's already cheated death twice. Amen. And man, he did. He had some kind of cancer down in the lower part of the body, and and, and that vanished. And then later, or or I don't know, I don't remember the order, but whatever happened, there they they had um uh, was on a four wheel accident, and you remember Brother Wayne telling the story of how that he crashed and he was dead and. Whatever, And you just kneel down. Again, I want to just say, a, an ordinary day. Right. Out doing ordinary things. Yeah. Reminds me when, when Brother Branham was out with, um, uh, with one of the brothers. Um, his name would come to me, in a Wells Evans down in Florida. And, and, uh, and, and there he, he stepped out to help Brother Branham get a bass to shore. Out of, wiggling it, bringing it in through the lily pads. And, and a big rattlesnake beat him. And they're bitten, there and in pain, miles away, too big to carry out. And Brother Brandon prayed this prayer, "Lord Jesus, I know you're here, because we wouldn't be out here if you wasn't here." That's the whole thing, right there. You wherever you are, you want to be where Jesus is, and you don't want to go or do anything that Jesus wouldn't go and be there." Because you don't know what minute you will need to call on him. And you don't want to have to pray up when the situation comes. You want to be prayed up so you're ready to act. Now, but anyway, Brother Ken Boyer, the other day, let me just tell this testimony. It's just too good. But I'm... Brother Ken Boyer is, you know, got down so sick. We got to, first, he had a brain tumor. Pray for him. Second, he's so sick now. He's throwing up. He cannot get up. He cannot get out of bed. Can't open his eyes. He's unresponsive. All of these things. Pray, people, pray. We're praying across the country. We're agreeing together as a body of believers. There in, in Edmonton, Brother Ron Spencer is preaching a meeting there and, and of course, that's close to Calgary there, and they're very concerned. This is their friends. This is a sister church, and this is a pastor. And so, it's on the, on their hearts in a great way. And brother brother uh, Ken Boyer's son Logan is in the in the in the building, and they're praying. You know, calling prayer requests to every service. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for this need. And, and then and then you know Logan on the, on this night moves up all the way to the front. And Brother Ron picks him up out of the congregation at the end of the service and come up here and stand by me as he began to lead on the wings of a snow white dove. And the Lord just directed him to pray proxy over over Logan. Now his dad's some 150 miles away. I'm not sure how far Calgary is, but in kilometers or miles either, but an hour or two away, a couple of hours away at least. And he's over there in a a very bad condition. And there he's praying for his son about his dad, singing his song on the wings of a snorke dove. And as it happens, people begin to see the dove fly around in the building. Amen. It happened. And there, just then, here comes, starts coming the reports back. He's got up out of bed. He's sitting in his chair. And the last report is he's went back to the doctor. And the doctor looks at him and examines him and hears a story and sees this man who was in a dying condition, the neurosurgeon, and shakes his hand and said, I don't believe you'll need my services anymore. same book of Acts being written. You can decide whether you want to be a part of it or not, but for me, I want to be a part of that church that believes. It's the sword of the king, and Brother Branham taking it in his hand shows it's back in the hands of men again. The Word is in your hands. Now, it's not for decoration. It's not to put a plaque on our wall where well, we have the seven seals. Well, we have the opening of the Word. Well, we are, you know, we're so, we become so great in our mind, we can take the place of Christ and we don't even need him as intercessor no more. And so now we become the intercessor because we're puffed up men. Now, certainly we are intercessors. We pray the prayers of intercessory. That's what we do when we pray. Right. Amen. But when we pray, we're pointing to a bloody sacrifice. Amen, that it's presently our redeemer, advocate, healer, savior, lamb, everything, mediator, intercessor. Hallelujah, that without the shedding of his blood, there's no remission of sins. So we point to that. But the sword of the Lord must be used to be effective in other words the word has to be voiced now it does the sword does little good hanging on your side as a decoration. now remember it is the hand of faith but remember where God holds this his sword his sword is in his mouth is that right now let me remind you of what it said about John the Baptist. We went through this the other day. And I want to bring this to your memory again. Matthew eleven, twelve. 12. From the days of John the Baptist, that's the forerunner, until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence or uses force. And the, and the violent, the strong, take it by force. So whatever you're going to get, this is a battle. And you're going to have to take it by force. Remember, I read you from the Passion Translation. From the moment John stepped onto the scene until now, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth and the passionate people have taken hold of its power. It's more than just a word been given to us. There are people taking hold of its power. Am I among a people like that today? We ought to be. Amen. Because from the days of our forerunner, Elijah, the kingdom of heaven has been opening. And there's going to be some passionate people that take hold of it. Amen. Now, Brother Branham, he said, I want to tell you something. He, He said, like Samson, you know he, he he's in a situation. It's just an ordinary day. He's not planning on fighting Philistines. Just an ordinary day, and all of a sudden he's surrounded with a thousand of them. Right. Yeah. Amen. Has no weapon. He's called weaponless. Right. He looks down and he sees a bone. Right. Right. Amen. The Bible said, you know, the Bible said it was a bone of an ass. Right. Is that right? Yeah. And he grabs that bone. And he begins to sway Philistines until he piles them in heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps. He did not stop and have a prayer meeting. What he did was acted on the faith and the power that was in him. Are you with me? Amen. He saw a job had to be done and he says, okay. And he steps forward. He doesn't run. He says, I'm equipped. I don't need very much, just a job bone. All right? Now, so Brother Bradham told us after telling about Samson, he said, work on that pulsation, that spare of the moment like Joshua did. You know, Joshua didn't have a prayer meeting. He, 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 he'd already had prayer meetings. And man, he's out. He's fighting the enemy. He needs more time. What does he do? He works on that pulsation. I'm called. I'm elected. I'm chosen. I know who I am. I've been called to this purpose. And as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Be thou strong and very courageous. And he became courageous enough to tell the sun to stand still and the moon to stand still and the light to continue shining. He didn't have a scripture to use. Somebody help me now. He didn't have a fresh word from the Lord or a vision to break. He just acted on his calling. Are you with me? Now, Brother Branham, you know he was very equipped in this age. But he became very reluctant. He tells about it and standing in the gap. He became reluctant, you know, to, to move out by faith. He got to where he had to be pushed to fulfill his commission, after God did everything that He said He would do, and and God had to tell him everywhere to go and everything to do, and God comes along and rebukes him for it, and to, and tells him, and, and you know he was out of a sincere di- desire. He he wanted to wait on thus saith the Lord right. on everything, so that there, so it would always. There would never be any, any chance of failure or any, any chance of a mistake. So, you know, he got word that unless God told him to go to a meeting, he wouldn't go. So he ignores the divine commission to wait on, thus saith the Lord. And then he would, he would um, you know, again, uh, he, he says, God rebuked him for not moving out In faith or acting on his calling. Now he's called to be the seventh angel. He's called to be a prophet. He's called to be as Elijah. But he's having to be pushed into everything. God's having to tell him every little thing to do. And God's wanting him to exercise his faith. And move out in faith. Amen. As he called it the pulsation of faith. And act on God's word. Amen. Amen. And Brother Branham said, I let the sick sick lay. He said, you know, they didn't want to hear my message. They didn't want to hear me preach. They wouldn't come to the meetings. And they got an attitude about me. So he says, I just thought I won't preach to them no more. And he said, I developed a complex. And he says, but then he comes after standing in the gap where he makes his repentance Brother you know, Brother Branham was so, was so transparent, yes, sir. so honest. Yes, sir. He didn't have to tell these things. Right. But he stands up afterwards where God has told him, you do and carry your plans out, you'll be a bum. That's right. That's right. That's right. You don't do what I commissioned to do, you'll be an outcast. And he would stand up and he would say, but be it known to the church here and the church hereat- hereafter. If God pushes a man through a pipe and he don't move at all until God tells him, there's no faith connected with it. It's God pushing you to do something. And it's built the ministry to a place to where there's nobody can say one word against it. But from henceforth, let me speak to you in the name of the Lord before you listen because I must go out in faith. I must do it by faith. Whether I think it's right or wrong or what, I'll do the best of my choosing and then go do it because it hasn't been wrong. It's been because I've waited until he told me to go do it. I've waited for him so it wasn't me, it was him. So he goes on and explains that he's going to have to do something different. I've got to move out. And I'm going to tell you so often we have looked The bride will have, thus saith the Lord. And we're waiting on it to come. And you've already got, thus saith the Lord. You've got a message that has been vindicated and proven. And God's told you over and over who you are, what purpose you're here for, that you're elected, that you're called, that you're predestinated for this hour, for this time. And God is calling on you to act on that stand up and believe what he said about you. Instead of having to be babied and coddled. Now, you can go listen to to, to the message, Why Christ Speak, but Brother Branham goes over and over again how that God rebuked um, Moses for not acting like Christ. You know, he got in a situation with Pharaoh's army coming behind him, a Red Sea in front and mountains on both sides. Could see all of that, but he couldn't see God. And so he said God had performed everything. I've got to paraphrase this to get where I'm going today, so bear with me, but you can check it out. Brother Adam talks about Moses in that condition. And he said it's just like us humans. He was just doing like humans do. You get in a situation and you forget. God opened the Red Sea. God called down uh, all the plagues. and God did all this through the voice of a man. And here he's commissioned to do the job. He's already prophesied, we'll worship God on that mountain. And it's on the other side of the Red Sea. And now he gets in the straits and he has a nervous breakdown almost. He goes to fretting and crying to God and God rebukes him for crying. God rebukes him for getting all worried and upset and stressed about this. I've told you what to do. Why are you crying unto me? Speak. Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. I'm going to just tell you, if you're waiting on the message to be vindicated, it's overly vindicated. Amen. The signs, the wonders, the miracles that have followed this ministry has been here ever since God sent a prophet. And it still continues today. And we cannot wait on another vindication. Brother Branham in his prayer, he says... He, he, he made a, a prayer, and I don't have the quote in front of me, so I'll paraphrase it. But he said it something like this. In his prayer, he said, Lord, he said, you know, heal the sick among us today and do something. I'll just use my word. Do something extraordinary. And, when he, and then, he, then he says, um, that the unbeliever might believe, not that we need that to believe. What do you need to believe? One well, thing: The baptism of the Holy Ghost puts the faith of God in you. So you don't need another miracle to have faith. You got it. Now, you know, seeing a miracle, seeing signs may cause us to, to, to release more of our faith, but you already got the faith. It is already laying in you, but it's not given to wear on your side or as a badge. It is there to use for you to take the word and put it into action. Amen. Amen. So, you know, Moses had called flies. Moses had, had, had brought it out of dust. He had done acts of creation. And Brother Branham tells us again, and I'm trying to hurry to this, but but he, he, he tells us, That he did all of this under the blood of bulls and goats. And he said, how much more should the church today under the blood of Jesus Christ? Now I want you to notice something. When Brother Branham, he's out hunting. And he's thinking on this scripture. If you say to this mountain, whatsoever things you ask, And I want you to watch, I'm going to read what he says, how he began to reason that as to why it wouldn't work, because that's the humanity side. We're all human. And Brother Branham, you can find this and speak to this mountain, that he he speaks about this, uh, and he's dwelling on this. What's thing you desire when you pray? this. now, I don't know what to say. I can't even preach on this. I don't even know how to answer somebody. What would I answer a person if they would say to me, what about the scripture, Brother Brown? Whatsoever things you believe that what you, that you say shall come to pass, you can have what you said." And I, I said, well, why does that scripture keep coming to me when I can't preach on it? And he said, I can't preach on it because... I, I, I can't explain it. I, I don't know if it's for us today. I don't know if, now, now listen, this is a man who has seen countless miracles. Yeah. Right. Right. Blind eyes open. Right. Deaf here, You know, all, all of that, and yet he's wrestling with some unbelief yeah. within him. You know, this is what Brother Brandon would often pray, God forgive us of our unbelief, because he's yeah. human just like we are. And he said, why does that scripture keep coming to me when I can't preach on it? Because I don't know nothing about it. I could not go before a congregation and try to explain that scripture. And then he thought, well, if I'm ever called to preach on that subject, here's what I, the way I'll do it. I'll say Jesus told the disciples, gave them that authority. It was a year and six months before the atonement was made. So if it wasn't in the atonement, it was on the other side of the atonement. So if anybody ever asked me that question, I'll just tell them it was on the other side of the atonement. It's not included in Jesus' death, burial, resurrection. It's not included in my. Now this is what he said. That's what I'll tell him. Yeah. Wow. It's not for us because it was before the atonement. Which, of course, in that line, of thinking, it it made it more powerful before the atonement than after the atonement. Amen. But now, he said, um, and all of a sudden, now he's thinking on this. Isn't God great? Sometimes even in your unbelief, he'll come along and he'll start nudging you in a different direction. Amen. And the Spirit will start speaking to you. And he says, well, then what about the prophets? And when I began to see, then it began to unfold to me. I said, what, what do you, when you think that's taking place in the meeting when you're standing there? Yeah, exactly. Do you think you're the one that knows those people? Do you think that's you that can predict and say those things to those people? That you're going to do a certain thing or certain, certain things happen to you and a certain, certain thing will happen to you? Do you think it's you saying it? Oh, he said, it means so much it's never left me. I thought, surely not, Lord. It's you. He said, well, then do you think it's you talking? He said, no. Do you think it was a prophet talking? Have you, had you not just got through preaching on the subject that the prophets were so anointed with the Holy Spirit that it wasn't them that done the speaking, it was in the, the Holy Spirit in them crying out? Then whatever you say, if you're anointed, wouldn't it be you saying it? This, it, it wouldn't be you saying it, it would be the Holy Spirit saying it. Right. Well, I thought, well, if, that's right. If the person through the atonement, now listen now, sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ can live into a sphere with God so close that he can be so wrapped completely in God by the blood of Jesus that it wouldn't be him talking It would be the Holy Spirit speaking those things. Hallelujah. And he said, no more than I said that, Then the anointing of the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, now is the beginning of your new ministry. Now ask what you will and it shall be given to you. The beginning of his new ministry that eventually opened up the seven seals began with the understanding, the fundamental foundational understanding that Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24 is part of our atonement. Amen. Amen. And there's somebody going to be anointed with the Holy Spirit to speak. Amen. Amen. Now, so then you know the story. There you begin the Holy Spirit began to say, well, he said, well, I don't have any need. You know, there's nobody sick here. There's no, you know, ask what you will, but there's nobody sick. There's no, no need here. He said, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm hunting squirrels. Well, how many do you need? Well, I need three. That's the limit. He said, then speak it. Now, a voice of a man is gonna bring things from nothing into creation. Simply by taking God at His word by acting on Mark eleven, twenty three and four. You're awful quiet. A man of dust taking this scripture and put it into action. And he said, okay, let's make this an impossible thing. So he began to speak where a squirrel wouldn't come. Here on a sycamore tree. And he'll come out on this limb and the next one will come here. All of these things, he began to speak. And one by one, they materialized before him. Come on, church. Amen. Why? Because God has, is doing some extraordinary things in our generation. He is going to the extreme in this last day. Somebody with me now. Oh man, and this was something very extreme. And back to the matter is, I wonder sometimes how he had the courage to even tell it, because it was so extreme. I wonder how many scoffers that caused and how many doubters that caused. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're out there by yourself. How do we know this even happened? And, And here he comes out with boldness to say, this scripture works. And it's the beginning of my ministry. It's the beginning of the third pull. It's the beginning of the work of God. This is it. It's founded on this scripture. Come on, somebody. Yeah, now, so he, you know, he would say, but you say, well, not Brother Tim, that was just for Brother Branham. Well, you know, we can take that. You can take it and run with it. If that's so, your hopes all died in 1965. We buried it. You buried all your hopes. Yeah. Amen. But I hear a prophet saying the third pull was for the bride. Yeah, amen. 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 So it's for you. I think of Moses when he got up the Ten Commandments. It wasn't Moses getting Ten Commandments. It was Israel receiving Ten Commandments. Moses was their representative. It was Brother Branham going up and getting a sword in his hand. It wasn't Brother Branham getting a sword. It was a prophet getting a sword representing the church had received a word. And that word has power in it that a any darkness, through any unbelief, it'll go through the miles, it'll cut a tumor out. Hallelujah! It'll save your lost children, it'll go right out. Come on, somebody, it'll go right out in creation. That word spoken will even control the storms in your life, whether it's anxiety. Whether it's depression, whether it's menopause, no matter what it is, this is a sword. Hallelujah. It'll go right out into an audience while I'm preaching and cut out a disease. Amen. It'll go right out into the audience while I'm preaching and cut out sin. Cause a sinner to repent. It's got a power in it. The word we preach has power in it. It has authority in it. It's an authority given to believers to use the power of the word against your enemy. And must I remind the troops as I brief them today, you are anointed, you are called, you are chosen for this army to take your land, to take your promise, to go put your banner on whatever promise you have today. What need you have and claim it for yourself. Mm. Hallelujah. This is not a fiction. It works. Put $10,000 in our hands when we needed it for Japan. It brought my wife out of the hospital. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. It's a word spoken. Yes, a word released. Yes. Amen. I raised up Ken Boyer the other day. Yes. A word released. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May you release the word today yes, to do its work. Yes. You said, but that was Brother Branham. That was Joshua, Brother Tim. That was Joshua. He was... He was told, as I was with Moses, well, Brother Branham said, the same God that stopped his son said in his Mark eleven twenty three 23, and 22 and 3, Jesus, when he was speaking about the tree, remember he had cursed the tree and it began to wither. Now that's the problem with a lot of people. They think you speak it and automatically it just happened, poof. No, there it, 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 it was no change in that tree after Jesus said that. And several hours, maybe 24, the next day it's withered. Right. You go and you, you, know, you get the word spoken, and the devil, the devil rebuked. And then you go back and say, well, do I feel any different? You go back and say, well, I don't feel no different. I don't look no different. Nothing happened to me. And what happens is you go right back into unbelief again. Amen? And, the, and the, the spirit of faith that raised you out, the spirit of unbelief, will bring you right back in there again. Now, but he says, he said, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, if you shall lay, uh, say to this mountain be moved. And don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you said will come to pass. You can have what you said. Now, it wasn't just for Joshua only. It was for any believer that will take God at his word. Well, I'll say it wasn't just for Brother Branham only. It's for any believer that will take God at his word. Hallelujah. Now, we're operating under the blood of Jesus Christ which is even a greater blood. And the, the, the devil, and I'm quoting from Brother Branham, the devil's trying to hide you back. Tell you you're, you're some little trod down something. You're not. You're sons and daughters of God. Yes. The deity's not in heaven, it's in you. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, I'm, going, I'm skipping over a lot of things. I've been pushing something ahead and pushing something ahead and pushing something ahead, but I'm going to get to it by God's grace. I'm going to have to go back to some of these others. But I want you to know today the same Jesus is here today. He cannot come in his corporal body yet. We will meet him in the air. He won't come to the earth, so he'll never walk the earth in his corporal body until he comes back with his bride. And, and for the millennial reign. But he is here. But he's here in the body of his church. You are his hands, his feet, his eyes, his mouth. If the word's going to be preached, you're going to have to do it. If it's going to be spoken, we're going to have to do it. Amen. If it's going to be applied, we're going to have to do it. Are you with me? So he said, uh, again, he says, the ministry of the bride... And the ministry of Christ is the same. Now, then he says, we have turned a corner. And I want you to get this to you. We are not like other ages. We have turned a corner. We, we have come back to the apostles' doctrine. We have come back to the, to the teachings of Paul. We have come back to the power of Pentecost. Somebody help me preach now. Amen. That's where we've come. And he says, we're turned a corner. We're looking towards heaven. We're watching for the cap on the pyramid. As we would say, his coming back. The church must be resurrected soon, and we must get ready. Amen. Amen. So we are a people expecting for the body of Christ to be completed. By the coming of the headstone, Jesus Christ. The bride is not the head. She's the body. Amen. We're looking for the head to come. So, well, Brother Tim, we got the head. Well, we've got the head as far as the doctrines, the mysteries have been revealed with the capstones come. We've We've got it as far as the individual. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you and God are united together. You're one. Amen. But we're still waiting on the coming of the Lord which is the headstone. Now, again, as he said, in this last day, the bride church, Christ's seed will come to the headstone. So that's where we got to come to. we got to come back to the return of Jesus. And she will be the super church, a super race as she nears him. They and the bride will be so much like him that they will be even be in his very image. This is in order to be united with him. They will be one. They will be the very manifestation of the word of the living God. You will be the word manifest. The word revealed in flesh. All right? Again, we are not the headstone, Understand. The bride is the body, not the head. You all say, well, Brother Tim, we believe the bride's the, the, the capstone, the capstone of all the ages. Well, then you got a woman, the head of the church instead of Christ. you got something out of skew. Amen. The coming of Jesus Christ is the headstone, the capstone that will raise up the dead of the ages. And until the dead in Christ rise, the headstone hasn't come so we are looking for the headstone amen the completion of the church will be the marriage of the lamb so well, we're already married that's right in a spiritual manner we are but we got to have the physical connection amen so now the bride is a body not the head but the head Jesus Christ and his corporal coming is so near And there has to be before the rapture before he comes there has to be a ministry that matches him a church with a ministry that matches him I'm gonna give you some visuals in a moment but hang on till I do In the adoption message, Brother Brandon said, tell me, my brother, tell me, my sister, when was the time that the sons of God was ever to be manifested outside of this time now? When was there ever a time in history that this, this that manifests the time to deliver all nature? Amen. Amen. Delivering all nature starts with the change of your body. All right, nature, the nature itself is groaning, waiting for the time of the manifestation. Why, before the atonement was made, before the Holy Ghost was ever poured out, before all the Old Testament on down, there couldn't have been a manifestation. It had to wait to this time. Right. Now, all things has been brought coming, shaping up to a headstone, to the manifestations of the sons of God coming back and the Spirit of God coming into these men so perfectly until their ministry will be so like Christ till it will join him and his church together. A ministry. So perfectly. I'm talking about a bride ministry. I'm talking about a people who have turned the corner. I'm talking about a people who have come into the new ministry. Come on, church, of a mature elect lady. Not an immature church, but a people who know their God and do exploits. Now, you're listening. That's good. But they keyed in. There's some things I want you to get. The adoption message continued. He said, notice then, the coming of the Lord. Jesus is so close at hand. Until the spirit from way down here just barely justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And right now into the time of the coming of the capstone or the headstone. The church has got to be so perfectly like Christ. Until Christ and the church can unite together the same spirit. And if the, same, if the spirit of Christ is in you, it makes you live the life of Christ. Act the life of Christ. Do the works of Christ. He that believeth on me, the works I do, shall he do also. Jesus said that. Now we're going to, we got a ministry coming that is just exactly like the life of Christ. What does that ministry identify? The coming of the Lord. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching here for a minute. Bring my PowerPoint up, because here we're going to go into some really, some really, um, uh, some really good things today. May the Holy Spirit just open our eyes and our understanding. How many would say, "God, give me a hearing ear today"? Amen. Amen. Let me see what you're doing in this hour. Oh, it's going to be back here. All right. Oh, there. Okay. Praise the Lord. There we are. Now this is the. This is the pyramid that Brother Branham drew for Statue of a Perfect Man. And, and the, here you can see it. It starts on the, on the, on the side, it has the ages and, on, and, and the messengers. But in the middle, it has faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, uh, godliness, brotherly kindness. Holy Ghost, and then the capstone is love, and he uses this as a virtue, love, charity, which he says is God. So it's the Holy Spirit that brings you and God together. Amen? Now, so he uses a pyramid for illustration purposes. He said, not a pyramid message, not a pyramid doctrine. He said, I don't know what all their teaching is, but we're not doing that. We're using this for an illustration. And the illustration is, is we come up from the ages till we're going to be capped off. All right? And the individual comes up from faith, and he builds on that until the Holy Spirit, by baptism, unites him and God together. All right? Now, so let me just let you look at the diagram. Where did Brother Branham place the Holy Spirit? Down at the bottom at faith? Or for it to be built on of faith? Or did he do it at the top? top? Top. All right? Now understand, this is, we're speaking about the individual. So now, let me take you to the next one. Let's see what I have to do. So here is the foundation, which is faith. Faith is, is the elementary part of being born Again. It is the first step. you got to believe to God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he will reward you if you'll diligently seek him. So the diligent seeker then is seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but he must begin by believing. He must believe it's for him. He must believe it's to him. Somebody help me now. Amen. must believe it's for this day, for this time. I've got to get rid of all that unbelief. All the questions of why I can't get it. Right. Amen. Has got to be dealt with. Right. You've got to believe it is for you. Yeah. That amen. Jesus died so you can have it. Right. Amen. Right. Now, there's a lot of people that only believe right here. Justification. And, and some of them, I won't say all, become some of them a shipwreck along the journey. But some of them will wind up. At the great white throne judgment and be given life as, as the foolish virgins because they had a profession of faith. But they never become the dwelling place of the living God. They never got the Holy Ghost that united them and God together with that experience. So then you add to your faith virtue. And, I, and of course, now all of these are in a sanctification level. This is what you're doing. Now, church, the reason this happens, you see, your repentance has to be thorough. Right. Right. This is why people don't get the Holy Ghost. Right. Right. They won't let God deal with the issues in their life. Right. Right. And they want God to give them the Holy Ghost without getting rid of their, of their weaknesses. Right. Right. So you've got to get rid of some of your weaknesses, so that's virtue. Virtue is strength. So you've got to add some strength to faith. Amen, a strength, a, a virtue, of strength there to hold on to God's promise that it's for me. Amen, and that I, I am, I'm willing to die to sin. Somebody help me now. Amen. Knowledge, the knowledge of the Word, to know it's true. Right. To know the Word is for you. Right. The promise is to you, to your children, to them that are far off. No matter how far I've strayed, it's for me. Right. Amen, knowledge, temperance. Temperance is, is how to control that ungodly temper in you. Amen. How's it going to do it? It's going to take a change of nature. But you got to come to God and, say, and bring that to God and say, God, help me here. This thing is out of control. It's a loose cannon in my life. And it's got to be brought under the dominion of the Holy Ghost. Sanctify me, Lord. People want the Holy Ghost and then they still want to hold on to some temper or weakness or, or lack of faith, it ain't going to come till all of this. This is like, exactly like the boxcar. Everything has got to be in order before it's sealed. Amen. Next there, patience. Patience. Hold on to God's promise. I'm not giving up. God promised the Holy Ghost. He's going to give me the Holy Ghost. Patience. Holding on to the Word of God. Amen. Next there, godliness. To be like God. Getting away into the filth of the world. The old worldly habits, God sanctify this. You can't fill me with the Holy Ghost and i got cigarettes in my life. Right, right Jonathan? Amen. You can't deal with that as long as I'm over here in dabbling in pornography. Amen. You can't. God boy, ain't going to fill me with some evil sex spirits on me. Let me come down to the altar, die out to that thing. Amen. Again, I, you know, some people take a long time to die. Others die quick. The quicker you die, the quicker you get filled. The longer you, you you let the old man and somebody come along and resuscitate him, and your friends come along and poke down some more pornography or drink or this or down with you, it ain't going. You ain't going to get filled. You got to come back and get come back and do your first works over. Now, Paul Peter said, if you lack these things, you're blind and you can't see them far off, and you forgot you were purged from these old sins. Amen. So now, there again, godliness, brotherly kindness, and that is simply what it says, being kind to one another. Amen. of Christian generosity and, and, and kindness. Now then, you have built the pyramid, but the capstone is missing. Amen. You've started your work of faith, and you've been justified, and you've been going through sanctification, but the Holy Ghost is missing. You need something more. You need to become the dwelling place of God. Amen. Now then, that brings it right up to the next step. The Holy Spirit comes down, and when he does, he unites you and God together. Love is the basic nature of God. God is love. Amen. So when he comes down, he begins to flow now through all of these virtues. Hallelujah flow through all of these virtues and now it's not your it's not a mental faith it's God's faith It's not you holding on it's God in you and he is working through you It's not you and your knowledge your head knowledge But now you know that you know that you know for at that day when the Holy Ghost come I mean you will know that I I'm in the father the father in me and I in you Amen. Then you have patience to hold on to the Word of God. You have a temperance there. Amen. That that is tempered there. and, And you're angry against sin. You're angry. Listen, God has anger. He don't take it away. He channels it. He channels it toward sin. Channels it toward unbelief. Somebody with me now? Amen. Unites you together. And then it begins to flow through your life. Hallelujah. Then you have the faith of God, the virtue of God, the knowledge of God, the temperance of God, the patience of God, the godliness of God, the brotherly kindness of God, and you got his nature. The Holy Ghost brings you in God and makes you one unit. Hallelujah. Now, so again, that's very quickly. As Brother Branham would say it in blasphemous name, he says, These virtues and things and our knowledge and temperance is added to our faith. Then when the capstone comes, the Holy Spirit cements it together. There is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's why it is so short today. Amen. Is why. Because, Because people are not going into this correctly. They're not dying to sin first. They're asking for God to come fill them with the Holy Ghost. And they still got sin nature that hasn't died. The root of sin to die out of their lives. Is somebody with me now? Amen. Amen. Now, so then again, this is why Brother Brandon said so many of us try to do the works of Christ before the reflection of Christ is in us. This is his reflection, his character. And you try to do the works. We want to do miracles, signs, wonders, you know, some people, oh, we can believe, glory to God, I believe for my loved one and they were healed. You can't even come to church. Yeah. Right. The Holy Spirit will bring you to church. Right. You can't wait till He till the church door gets open. Come on, that's just simple. That's ABCs. Right. Amen. That'll, that'll be a basic principle of anybody who is sincere with God, believes on God, you just believe on him, then you want to come to church. Amen. To be built up in the holy faith. To be assembled together with other believers. Amen. You know, Brother Brandon said it was a sin to send your kids to Sunday school. He said, take them. Throw throw something at me later. Now, So many try to do the works of Christ before the reflection of Christ is in us. In other words, the character isn't there. Now, there's the trouble. We find these things happening. You know it. I know it. We see the stumbles along the road. We find the scrap heaps of ministers of Christians piled along the road because it didn't go into it right. You know, we we had a great man. Um, you know, great men that arose rose up with divine healing campaign, cast out devils, did miracles. But they didn't go into it right. So they wind up being drunks. Amen. I mean, they, they, this is fact. This is history of even the past divine healing movement. There's many. How many have seen the shipwrecks along the road? Amen. So well, why didn't the Holy Ghost keep them? They didn't have it. Amen, they might have believed, they might have had faith, they might have profession, but they didn't have it. Somebody with me now? But anyway, Brother Brandon preached a sermon to teach you how to become the dwelling place of the living God. In other words, how to be filled with the Holy Ghost. How do we receive it? What is it that's going to bring us and the nature of God together where that we're one? And that's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So he said, you know, laying the foundation is faith. And that's where people, many people stop. Well, I believe the message. Well, that's only being able to read. That's a good intellectual start. Amen. You've got to become the message. Is that right? The life's got to come in you. Now, now then we're going to come. We're skipping now. The, the captain of the, of the uh, pyramid as far as the mysteries and the capstone of that, of course, is um, the capstone of the mysteries, of course, is, is, um, uh, is the seven thunders because that was what was revealed, the last mystery to be added to the church, and we have received that headstone. How many believes that? Yes, now, when we say that, we mean the mysteries have been finished. You don't need me or somebody else to finish the mystery. It's been finished. Amen. Amen. Now, the second thing we're going to look at, we're going to talk about this ministry, and, and as you can count, I don't have the ages on this with a little bit of hurry, but I, we don't have the ages on this, but there are seven ages. And of course, the ages will be capped off by the coming of Jesus Christ to the church. But before he comes, can you see the last part of the age? It matches in color, and as it comes up near the headstone, amen, Brother Brandon would say it is honed, shaved down until it matches the headstone, Jesus Christ. And he said, and I'm going to read some of these for you so that you can get a, a real grip on this. But in question and answer, Jesus says, I'm not he, I'm his servant. And the, the pillar of fire is not he, it's him spirit form, which was upon the Son of Man, and has come now to anoint Son of Man, sons of men, to bring back a ministry. I want, I want to get, if anybody's listening, not, not one man, all one man's scriptures have been fulfilled. And Brother Branham fulfilled all one-man scriptures that was pertaining to the Gentiles. Amen. Malachi 4, 5, Elijah, that's a one-man scripture. Amen. Revelation 10, 7, amen. Seventh angel, that's a one-man scripture. Revelation 3, 14, to the angel of the church of Laodicea, that's a one-man scripture. All one-man scriptures have been fulfilled. But now the ministry is upon sons of men. Right. Hallelujah. To bring back a ministry. You see where I've colored this to match the headstone? Amen. I to bring back a ministry just exactly like he said it would be in order for the, the head and the body, the rest of the body, to connect together. Just like the pyramid as. Enoch built, why, that pyramid. They never did get the headstone on it. The headstone is yet to come. Now, this is 1964. He's still saying, Jesus Christ is yet to come. The seven steps in the pyramid, we just got to, we'll go through that someday. I'd just like to show you, it's really, it's perfectly in the scripture. And now, if you notice on your American dollar bill, that great headstone and I, ah, the great seal. I mean, it's got a dollar bill in your pocket. Pull it out and turn it over. Look there, there's a pyramid. On the pyramid is an all-seeing eye. Is that right? It's a headstone. And so, you know, it says, and Brother Branham always pointed out, it says "It says the great seal. It's got written under the great seal. Of course, it says, Finishes of the United States. I'm aware of that, but this is still the great seal. Amen. A church Completed, yes. right. Hallelujah! With a capstone intact, right. Right. Amen. Now he said that stone would not build; would not fit down there on that bottom foundations. I'm going to put it right here. Here's the capstone on Luther. Would it fit? No. Does it match? No. The pyramid still got to grow. It don't match it yet. Can we go back in our thinking just for a moment? You as an individual, you have some of the works done, but yeah, it's the Holy Ghost still can't fit with you. Amen. Amen. God and you can't become one till you're complete, Amen. till you've really died out to sin. And in this case, Luther, he couldn't receive the headstone. The rapture, Jesus, couldn't come at that time. Amen? Because it didn't fit. Neither will it fit on the second foundation. Or the third foundation. It'll only fit on the top foundation. Amen. 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 Right there. There's the top one. Right. Amen. Right here in this last age. Right. It started off with the Azusa Street and Laodicea, but it wouldn't fit Azusa Street. Right. It had to grow under the seventh angel's message. Right. And under that seventh church age messenger, by the opening of the seven seals, has brought back a bride in the end time in the seventh age that matches Jesus Christ who is coming back for a church. And she will be without a spot, without a wrinkle, without a blemish. She'll be a perfect church. It is in this age. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we are united with Christ, not just spiritually, but in a physical manner, and will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Hallelujah. 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 And there, when he comes, he will flow down right through all of these ages and raise the dead all the way back to Paul. Hallelujah. United together with him. And the Bible said, And forever we will be with the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Sorry that was just delayed just a minute, but I didn't know what to say. But hallelujah. Amen. God has a bride here in this end time, a ministry that will match him. Now, notice. Let's just bring it back just for a moment. Looking back here, they must have. Let me let me just go back and just say, they, the stone wouldn't fit on the second foundation. Or the third, it don't fit on the top foundation. Wouldn't wouldn't start when it first started out at Azusa Street in 1906. Right. It's right here as we reach the end. Yeah. Guess who you are? You're not Azusa Street. You're not the Pentecostal Azusa Street portion of the age. We're the bride portion of the age. And there's a bride who's going to match him under the seventh angel's ministry. Amen. And they will be the final voice to the final age. Notice Jesus cannot come into the church of body believers and the ministry that he wants will have to be the same as it was then. And then that brings them without us is not made perfect. Paul said in Hebrews 11, without us, they cannot be perfected. So they're waiting on us. The dead, the dry bones are waiting on you, on your voice, on you to become one with the word. Come on, church, waiting on you to be honed down. Oh, God, trim us down today, hone us down today, whatever, let us match the headstone that's coming, a ministry just exactly like him. Hebrews 11, without us, they cannot be perfected. They must have this ministry to raise up Luther and Wesley and Columbia, Martin, Irenaeus, Paul, all them down through their ages. Amen. Now, let's just go back here just for a minute. Let me back this up for this next quote. Look down here at the age of Luther. This is from Abraham's covenant. Justification, plenty of room here. Just confess Christ. Meant to have your head cut off. But if they come when they came out of paganism, to have your head, you'd be executed for being a very witness of saying you as a Christian, Luther. What did it do? It heaps up now to minority coming down closer. So this is closer. Now we come down here to Wesley. What was next? Sanctification. Then he was called a fanatic. Holy roller or something. That's Wesley age. What happened next? Then come along the Pentecostals. Starting with the Laodicean age, as you see. That Wesley, uh, the Pentecostal, baptism of the Holy Ghost, still the church gets smaller. Now it goes on until that has to get such a perfect place. Until that headstone finally comes, it'll fit so perfect that the church will have to be in perfect shape when Christ comes to such a perfect shape, uh, such a perfect shape until when Christ comes, he fits right into it. Amen. So you see, just speaking in tongues and dancing in the Spirit, that was way down the line yet. Amen. And then he talks about the sphinx and the pyramid and how you couldn't raise a, put a razor blade between them, weighing hundreds of, of tons. And he said honed, that means sharpened, perfected to a perfect condition till it absolutely perfect without cement. And that's the way the church is going to have to be, so honed down. The word honing the church, when Christ comes to take the church, the ministry, the church will pick right up on it and will raise will raise Luther, Wesley, and Pentecost and all go up with it, that's right, to take the church up. Yes. Can you imagine them? They are dependent on us. Right. Yeah. Right. Amen. Without us, they can't be completed. Without us coming to that place, we cannot match the headstone. And without Jesus coming, they can't come forth. So they're all waiting on us. Amen. Let me just get, get another. He is the headstone, the rejected. So just making it so close, it has to fit right in. It has to be his ministry reproducing itself again in his church for the rapture. Now, Again, spoken words, original seed. This ministry has to hone into place till the very works that Jesus did, because he comes, when he comes, a headstone will catch right into it. Because it won't, there will be a rapture come and they'll be taken, and the rest of the body will come with it, and she'll be going to heaven. Not a denomination, friend, a church of the word of God. Amen. 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 Signs of his coming. He says it again. Look where, right where the headstone's supposed to fit. It's honed. If they could ever find the headstone, it would just fit so completely perfect and snug. It would bind the whole thing together. That's the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. See it? Right here, this last age. That matches the headstone. That's the bride of Christ. When the headstone comes, there will be a church here on earth to receive it. It'll have a ministry just exactly like his. Amen. It'll go right in there, bring it up the feet. Wesley, all the rest of them for a resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice a ministry that will bring the resurrection. Again, when Christ comes to receive his church, the church will have a ministry just exactly like that. And through the through, and through that grace will raise the whole thing up and then go. Then go, the coming headstone crying, grace unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what Zechariah said. The headstone comes down crying, grace, grace, favor, favor. Amen. Come on, somebody. It's God's favor upon you. Hello, Mary, the highly favored of the Lord. God's trying to tell you something this morning. You are a people highly favored of God. Of people that will be here alive and remain for the coming of the Lord, when the dead in Christ shall rise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! This is your age. Amen. Listen, I'm I'm not just challenging you to believe for a brain tumor. I'm not challenging you to believe for a uh, for a new lung scan and, uh, and Hodgkin's disease gone, or a crippled boy to walk, or brain scan, brain bleed to go. I'm challenging you to to believe that we're part of the people that is going to match Jesus Christ when he comes and that he's bringing forth a ministry in this last day that will match him. In order for me to fit in this body, I've got to receive him. I've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Amen. We've got to be a miniature image of this. Every one of us united with God. Sealed unit, adopted sons who know who they are. Amen. Oh, he said, now just before the headstone comes, the church has to be so honed and perfect till the same ministry that he did here, the same spirit, so predominant. Oh my, not, not just absent one service, not here here today and gone tomorrow. So predominant, it will bring the same body right into it and resurrect the whole thing. Standing in the gap, he tells us, I believe he said that when it's coming, when the church was shaped into a place from justification under Luther, sanctification under Wesley, Pentecostal message will bring the church to such a minority, and a ministry will be among those people till it'll be exactly the same ministry. Somebody say, same ministry. That Jesus Christ did, that will bring Jesus and catch the whole thing away. Hallelujah, there it is. The whole thing caught away. Now, again, a ministry to catch it away. Now, he tells us it will be in the seventh watch. Amen, you took away my toy. She said, I didn't do nothing. There we go. Now, in the seventh watch, he comes. That's the seventh age. And church, that's where we're at. We're in the seventh age. There's no more ages after this. Amen. There's not another people to come. Azusa Street was the people before us, but there's not another to come. Amen. They were part of this Pentecostal age, but they were not the true Pentecost. They were not the return or the repeat. Who is that true Pentecost? Who is that true Book of Acts church? Come on! Who is that woman that matches the head song coming? Hallelujah. Who is that bride? Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Oh my! I see Song of Solomon say, you know, here, here again, you get that picture of, of Eve. You remember here when she walked out of the garden that day with her husband, and that bloody sheepskin—it was there. It was—it uh, was there, pounding on the side, reminding them of their sins. Blood running down them. Stooped and crying and wounded, and sin had driven them out of yeah. paradise. Right. That was Eden. But, friends, we're on the cusp. We're on the edge. We're right here at a climax age where we're about to leave this world and go back to where we came from. And who is that I see? Amen. Leaning on the arm of her beloved. Amen. She's not walking bowed and broken and weeping. She's walking triumphant and overcoming triumphant church with the same ministry, the same life, the same power, the same Holy Ghost, the same, oh, hallelujah, in every detail. The same in every detail except for his corporal body. Oh, hallelujah, lean on the arm of your beloved but don't go out crying and weeping. We're not a broken church. We're not a a church that is lost. We know who we are. We know where we come from. We know where we're going. going to. Hallelujah. And we're headed back. We're headed back. We're headed back. We've been honed down. In the seventh watch he came. That's the seventh church age. and the seventh angel's message. And when he came, all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. See, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Baptist, whatever, born of God, the Spirit of God shall go in that rapture. I believe that the bride will be called out during that time. And I believe that when he's sung, in the last days, won't have to taste death, but will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Oh, he says again in perseverance, and that top stone is going to have to be so perfect. He's talking about us now. We're the top stone before the headstone. Amen. When the headstone comes, so perfect, till when the headstone comes, it'll blend right with it. Amen. The ministry has started out like this and just coming to minority all the time, getting smaller, smaller groups, smaller groups, until finally the headstone meets with the building. He's the headstone, takes the whole building with him, Which is the church, all of them will raise up, plumb back to this first watch onto the seventh, and all will go in the rapture. Hallelujah, that's the promise. Amen, that's our promise today, isn't it? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your promises. They are to us, yes and amen. 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 Now, so again, we we could read a, a lot more of them, but I want you to understand where we're at. We're here at the capping of the ages, That's right. where there is a people who under their messenger is the final voice to the final age. Hallelujah. That in her, in her is the Holy Spirit moving. Amen. In her is a ministry that matches Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to skip a lot of these things because it's just too much. I'd like to read it all to you. But we are predestinated this place. Amen. Amen. The tree of life is blooming in us. Yes, and he says, you know, he, he says, um, he said that again, he says, he said that it's a tr- tree of life that's blooming in them because their hope is anchored in Christ Jesus. The witness of the Holy Ghost bearing record with signs and wonders following the believers. Amen, well, what are you going to do? Let me ask you preachers around the message. What are we going to do? Present to Christ a powerless church? We can't do that. Present to him an intellectual gospel when the word came in power? Amen, an intellectual gospel will never produce a Christian. Amen, and it won't produce, it will not produce a church that are going to rapture either. It's the power of God. Amen. Under salvation that produces a Christian and produces a church in the end time. Amen. Amen. Now, let's just get this. We've got to be in position. The plagues are about to strike. There are things on the horizon that's worse than cancer. Amen. There's bugs that have been created or made or whatever or, 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 or however they come. You know, that, that antibiotics cannot touch. You're starting to live in a dangerous hour. Amen. Your, your, your hope in this world is a fantasy. It's all caving all around you. Amen. Your government will not protect you. Amen. Your medicines will not heal you. Amen. You're, you're in trouble on every side. There's only one, one hope, and that's the coming of the Lord Jesus. And if we don't get ready for it, then who is? If we don't get prepared for it, then who is? There's somebody going to be prepared for the coming of the Lord that will match the one that's coming. Amen. Oh, that's why these words have been resonating within me. Where Brother Brandon said, I believe there's a church on the road tonight, of power of the living God, that men will speak the word here and there, and it'll flash like lightning. Amen. A church coming out, not a psychologist, not some of this put on make-believe, but a real, true, genuine, anointed, Holy Ghost called out church. Amen. 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 Paul said the word came in power as well as voice. The word preached actually demonstrated itself like a flaming cutting sword. It went into the consciousness of man like a surgeon's knife. It cut out diseases and set captive free. That's the word. That's the power of this word. Then he goes on to say, and the word has never failed. Can we say that this morning? The word has never failed in the mouths of believing Christians. And in this last age, it is here stronger and greater than ever in the true word bride. Oh, little flop, you little minority, hold on to the word, fill your mouth and your heart with it, and someday God will give you the kingdom. Amen. Oh, my. My power is yours. My omnipotence is yours. Amen. Amen. Look at the promises of God. Amen. We're right here. Can these bones live? That's where we're at. Put up the scripture for me. John 5, 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is. It was then, and now it's coming. When the dead, when those dry bones, shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Amen. Every one of you that's put a baby in the sod or loved, a loved one in the sod, you ought to take hope in that right there. Jesus can look to us and say, there's an hour coming. Yes. He can look in his day and he says, now he is. Yes. Because in his day, the dead of all the Jews would rise. I'm talking about the dead under the atonement right. of the blood and bulls and goats would rise again. Right. The Bible would say that many of the dead would, would raise at his resurrection. So with his resurrection and ascension, there was a resurrection of dry bones too. Right. But then he said, but it's coming. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it right now he is, but there's a, I can see in the future another time. Right. Hallelujah. We got one resurrection past there. But now another time, there's coming another age where they'll experience the same ministry, the same life, the same power, and the same voice. Hallelujah. When they, and the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. Hallelujah. And they that hear shall live. Hallelujah, thy bones are about to come alive, friends. The dead in the Christ is about to rise. Let me just share with you how Brother Branham said it would take place. Would you be interested? So he says, in question answers on the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, say to this mountain. See why this is important? This is the new ministry. This is your ministry. Say to this mountain, and you've heard about what's been taking place, that's the ministry we are entering into. Did it stop? Is that ministry still going on? We're way up the road now, soon the coming of the Lord Jesus. How many believe we're further up the road now? And we've got to have rapture and faith in a church that can be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye to go out or we'll not go. Thank God we received rapture and faith in our day. That's what the message is. But don't worry, he says, it'll be there. Amen. Notice he said, don't worry, it'll be there. It'll be there. And when the power of this church rises... It'll bring its brethren. And the power of that church rises will bring its brethren. And the power of that church will bring the other brethren. And then there'll be a general resurrection. Amen. But it's got to start with the power of this church rising. Is there a church rising? Is there a people rising in faith? Is there a people whose hearts are turned back to the original faith? Whose hearts, whose faith is rising? What is the Holy Ghost? We are at the end time. This is a sermon. What is the Holy Ghost? We're at the end of this time. Each has looked at the end of his junction. Now we're here looking at the end of our junction. Brother Jerry, Sister Phyllis, you've been looking for this junction. Hold on. Don't give up. Amen. 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 The Bible said he always put the coming of the Lord with patience. Takes patience. Brother Ristler takes patience. Started out as young men, young women. Takes patience. Hang on. God hadn't forgot his promise. He done sent Elijah. And he said, I'm doing it as a forerunner of my second coming. Is that right? Notice now, but we've had a lot to look forward to. And each man has looked at the end of his junction for the coming of Christ. But but they had a lot to look forward to. The return of the Jews, which we've seen. Flying saucers in the skies, another mystic lights. all these things that we see today. But we're at the end time. But we are here now. They knew the church to us received power that would work in the church the same works of Christ because as a shadow becomes deeper and deeper and deeper and reflects more, take a shade further away from the shade, the least reflection you get on the shade. And while the shade gets closer and closer to the tree, the shade is the same. The tree and the shade is the same thing. It's the negative becoming positive. Now, the Spirit of God has worked under justification under Luther, sanctification under Wesley. Baptism of the Holy Ghost under Pentecost. And here it is in the last day performing and doing the same things that it did when it was in Christ. What is it? The church and Christ has become one. And as soon as they connect together, the last link. Amen. I hope you're not, Jared, but you might be. Jared, you might be the last link. I hope not. I hope that another can come up and link up. Come on, church. Amen. But as soon as she connects that last link, she'll go through the sky shouting. And up will come Wesley, Luther, all the rest of them back in those days there. He that is first will be last. He that is last will be first. And there will come the resurrection. We are at the end time. Hallelujah. That's when the holy, what the Holy Ghost does. Holy Ghost by justification, light shadow of it. Holy Ghost by sanctification, a deeper shadow of it. Holy Ghost by baptism of it, a deeper shadow. Now, the Holy Ghost by the restoration of its very person being in here, forming signs and wonders like he did at the beginning. Glory, you're going to call me a holy roller anyhow. You might as well get started. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's your prophet. He was rejoicing. Amen. He talks about how it comes to the minority again. This is from Elijah and the meal offering. Here they believed by faith. Here they shouted under sanctification. Here they spoke in tongues as a gift. But now the negative and the positive, the cap is coming on the pyramid. And it's the end time when Christ and his church is so much alike. It's going to call the dead from the Methodist, Lutheran, and all those back there, and there'll be a resurrection. Them that went to sleep in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh watch will rise one of these days to go meet Jesus in the sky. The hour has arrived, friends, the coming of the Lord is at hand. I say, how much more is that true today? Amen. Seven church ages, he talked about it. and We've read this and rejoiced over it. But his great, glorious presence just strike the earth. He cometh in clouds, clouds. There will be wave after wave of his glory will come across the earth. And the resurrection of his saints will, shall come. Oh, we ought to expect another wave of glory today. Amen. When that blessed Holy Spirit that's lived in their hearts, they died with their corpses laying there, the tears stains on their cheeks and things like that, they placed over here in the graveyard a great wave of that same spirit. And whoosh. Wave after wave. And he that was last. Amen? In other words, he we buried last will be the first to rise. And then he that was first, the one that went down first, will be the last to rise. Until we come from all this age all the way down. He said, how can it be that way? That's the order of the resurrection. I won't know nobody in the generation before me. Or the generation after me. I'll know those in the generation of this. And every generation will come successfully right as it went down. They which were last will be first. Sure, it has to be. I'll know my people. The next fellow, my dad, will know his people. His grandfather, his people. And on down like that, wave after wave after wave, and the saints arising from everywhere. Won't that be wonderful? Amen. That makes the old people feel young again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You said, Brother Tim, huh, you're almost 64. Listen, I'm just minutes away from a 21-year-old body. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Makes me feel young again. Amen. Amen. My, listen, he says, and why, what, is, uh, what the Holy Ghost was given for, as long as God's got a people, God's got a church. God's got the Holy Ghost marching with it. That's what God gave the Holy Ghost for. Intellectuals will rise, always have, but God's got a minority somewhere. God's got a little church that will move right on with the baptism of the Holy Ghost to claim it in the light. Them that were first will be last. Them that were last will be first. I won't know nothing about Sankey and Moody and their resurrection, They'll not know nothing about me in this one, but I'll stand in this one to give testimony. And so will you through that, by the scattering of your light and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, by the lives you live and the things that God has done to prove that He's moving here. And with their intellectuals walked away from it, they'll be judged by the saints. They're already judged, they've done past it. I say, what an hour. A church that will fit just exactly to be taken up. Through its power, will draw the rest of them that's been born again out of the earth. Direct quote. Through the power of this church. Raise the dead in the age. A voice that will raise the dead. When your voice comes so in line with God's word and God's plan, the dead in Christ will rise. Amen. You'll be moving toward that dimension, and that's what we're doing. We're moving toward that dimension, and they're moving this way. What an age that we're living in. Just think about it. Amen. Oh my, three kinds of believers. Can I get this back up again? I think we can. It's okay if you start it over, I'll get to where I want to go. That's the reason I believe. That when the bride is called out and elected and set in the book of life, I want you to get this there will come a sound from heaven. And here we are. We're coming down through the ages through time. Skipping right on down. You, as an individual, having come into adoption. It's adoption time. You don't have to run from the devil no more. You're a son of God, sealed with the Holy Ghost, united with God. You know who you are. Amen. His spirit dwells in you. He settled down upon you and his virtues flow through you as a son of God. A church who knows their position. The Holy Ghost flowing out of your life through every one of these virtues manifesting the character of Jesus Christ. What a day that is. A ministry that matches the headstone Other ages didn't match him. But you match him. He's finally brought a body on earth. The pyramid is now completed except for a few last stones. These stones are lively stones. But maybe yet you're just a dead stone. Hadn't been made alive yet. Until you're alive by the Holy Ghost, you can't go in this. But when you become a living stone, is anybody with me now? When you become a living stone, you're going to be fitting right here at the top. With a ministry, with a life and a ministry that's going to match Jesus Christ. Oh, what a day that is. Amen. Amen. Here down to the ages, we have come. We're not in Paul's day. We're not here at Irenaeus. We've already come to the seventh age, and our messenger's already come and gone. Now you're one of the last stones. Some of you, many of you, were added to this since the prophet's been gone. I was born before then, but I was added after he left. I received the Holy Ghost as a young boy. Took my place in this body. But friends, he's coming back for this church. And when the last one comes in, then the rapture is going to go. Can't you see? If you're dragging your feet this morning, we're waiting on you. Can't you see me as a 15-year-old boy preacher and laboring and preaching with all my heart? Not knowing I would be here nearly, it's been 48 years, Brother Craig. 48 years that I've labored behind the pulpit. Not knowing many of you would come. I thought he should come back then. But he knew you were coming. And he made me wait till now. And right now, I'm still waiting on some of you to get your place in the body so the headstone can come. Notice, but I do believe when the bride is called out and elected and set in the book of life, every one of them finding their position, there will come a sound from heaven that'll take such a baptism of the Holy Ghost and that bride, it'll take her from the earth. Amen. In a rapture and grace. God promised it. I don't care how many signs, how many astronauts have signed up, everything else, how many million miles they can see. I don't care nothing about it. There is a heaven and there is a literal Jesus Christ there that will come in a body form to receive his church to himself. No matter how old this story seems, God said so. And that's what believers believe. How many believers are here this morning? Amen. The dynamics of this church will be a refilling of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit that we've worked in a small measure while the headstone was coming down to unite with the body. But when that head and the body unites together, the full power of the Holy Ghost would raise her up. Just exactly like that, even the dead that's dead in Christ for hundreds of years ago will rise in the beauty of his holiness and take a flight through the sky. The dynamics is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, he says in the rapture, he said, one day I was standing there looking and I was seeing a military parade and them as they would march by. And he said, uh, as I watched them, something moved over and he said he could hear the trumpets sounding as the parade was coming by. But then he said, One day, one day there will be a come a blast from heaven, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Them, them saints back yonder who waiting will blast forth and come out of there and go into resurrection. We'll drop right in line going in the skies. These old mortal bodies changed to be made like his own glorious bodies. What a parade that'll be when it starts heavenward some of these days in that rapturing time that lays ahead. Oh, proudly displaying the blood of Jesus Christ upon their chest. The message and the hour that they lived. Hallelujah. I'm on a march. I've been seen in a vision. I've been seen marching in tune, in step. And not you been seen there? Amen. Maybe you've been out of line a little bit. You're hearing the prophet's voice saying, Get back in line. Get back in line. Amen. And this one, notice as he watched the, the ones that walked by in the preview, he said, that, uh, that church, that false church, that worldly church, as it reached a certain crest, it started going down. You know, they can only go so high, and then they start going down. But he said, I watched this one. And when she reached that place, she didn't go down. She kept walking. And she walked right into the skies, taking a rapture. You've already been seen in the vision. proudly display the message of the hour the blood of Jesus Christ on your chest let the world know I am a part of the redeemed Hallelujah! I am living in this day and hour, and I'll match Jesus Christ. Oh, it's matching time! We want to be like the world. Our boys want to look like some hoodlums out here and have their hairdos and wear their tattoos and do all. Our girls want to look like Hollywood, everything. But I want to match Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God, there's a bunch of young people too who want to match Jesus Christ. Amen, who will match him, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Prophesy, son of man, then these bones live. Yes, I believe by the word of the Lord. There are dry bones right here in this church. Amen. I believe there are dry bones right in your family. I believe there are dry bones around the message. Amen. That shall live by the word of the Lord. Amen. May the dry bones stand. Amen. May we rejoice and become a mighty army and advance in this age in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Stand to your feet and give praise to God. Come and worship him with all this in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you with all our hearts. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.